It's dark inside the tent. Surprisingly dark for how bright it is outside. There's a strong smell of kerosene. Did she break her lamp? Mother! No answer. As his eyes start to adjust, he can make out the shape of a bed, oddly raised in the center of the tent, with a shape laying on it. He moves towards it, but as he reaches out, he feels a strange, sharp pain in his head, and a voice speaks up from behind him. I knew you'd come. Of course you did. You know everything, right? Oh, great Oracle of Clan Mountain Fist. Vargas turns to face his mother. She's just a silhouette against the darkness of the tent. But again, he marvels over how small she seems, how old her voice has become. What else have you seen? Did you see all the years in prison? Did you see Urashka's death? What about Shamari's? And what about even earlier? Did you see what would happen to our clan? How the war would go? Did you see Desk's brother run through and then watch his corpse thrown out like a sack of garbage? Because I did. She's silent for several seconds. He's not sure if he can even see her silhouette breathing. Finally, she speaks up. I saw possibilities. Prophecies since the death of Aridin is more an art than a science. I saw you imprisoned. I also saw you dead, hanging in the street like the orc woman. I saw you exiled again. I even saw you and the Gurundians seize the city, although I knew right away that that one was almost an impossibility. As for the war, I told you then what I saw. I told you the risks and the odds, and you ignored me. You ignored all of us, and you destroyed us. But that's in the past. Letting go of that version of you is going to be one of your first lessons. Learn from the past, but don't live in it. A lesson. So you assume that I'm here to be your student. Or did you see that too? How do you know I'm not just here to tie up loose ends and leave again? Because I did see it. I see things now that I didn't before. Not possibilities, certainties. I wonder if the old oracles saw things like this. If they did, then Aridin's death was a blessing, not a curse. So now you're a true oracle? You can see the future with perfect clarity? How convenient it happened just in time for you to force your way back into my life the moment I started putting it back together. Do you realize what me being here means? It means my companions, my friends, the first friends I've had since Shamari are facing what might be the greatest danger Numeria has ever seen without me. I left them. I lied to them and I left them because at least some small part of me still believed that I had something left to learn from you, something that could help me. But clearly I was wrong. You're the same egotistical know-nothing-know-it-all you've always been. More silence, and then... Are you finished? There's a small wooden token on the edge of the bed. You're smart enough to figure out how to use it, I'm sure. A token? Vargas walks to the edge of the strangely tall bed and sees several items piled there. You sleep like this. It's a mess. 
and the smell is going to make me sick. If you're too proud to tell Desk and Braun you broke your lamp, at least try cleaning it up yourself. He picks up the wooden token and examines it, runs his fingers over the feather carved into its face, and concentrates. It's... magical. Conjuration school. I think to activate it, you... He flips the token into the air with his thumb, spins end over end, speeding up and seeming to hang in the air unsupported, before blurring and darting straight at him. Ugh. He puts up his hands to protect his face, but it dodges around them and settles onto his shoulder. He looks over at it and sees that it's become some sort of small, oddly angry-looking songbird. His mother laughs. What's so funny? I chose that one specifically because I thought the contrast between yourself and a songbird would be fun to see. But of course you'd get a shrike rather than something like a sparrow or a jay. A killer for a killer. Whatever. I can deliver messages, right? You want me to, what, write a note to them? Just say, oh, I'm so sorry I lied and that I'm not beating you. Good luck with saving the world. Do you think they'll accept something like that? I think you'd be surprised what they'll accept. They'll understand why you left, possibly even more than you do. But that's for later. For now, you've managed to draw this out long enough that I have to rest. But that's okay. I've made the initial connection, so I can come back whenever I need to now. So go tell those two that I'm ready. Ready for what? What does any of what you just said mean? But there's no answer. He turns to her again, and she's gone. Mother. Nothing. Mother! Svetkanil! He runs to where she was and tears open the tent wall, letting the daylight stream in. She hasn't somehow snuck under the tent. He sees Desk and Braun moving quickly in his direction and waves them to speed up further before turning back to the bed. It isn't a bed. In the harsh, bright light of the day, he sees it clearly, and everything falls into place. The smell, the strange height of it, the odd placement of the tent itself, Desk and Bronze's attitudes when he arrived, and his mother's cryptic words. Sitting in the center of the tent is a funerary pyre. Heaped around its edges are trinkets and curios, and resting upon it, arms crossed over something, dressed in the robes of a clan priestess, is the body of Svetkanil. He hears the other two warriors come up behind them. One of him starts to speak up, but he holds up a hand to silence him, then gives the signal for a torch. He hears them light one and it's pressed into his waiting hand. The bird on his shoulder lets out a chirp, and the torch crackles and burns, but otherwise the day has become silent. He looks at the body on the pyre, waiting for his emotions to come, but they don't. He clears his throat. <clears throat> Svetka Nil, final High Priestess of Land Mountain Fist, direct descendant of Kalshro, the Mountain Fist, daughter of Radhanil, the last true seer of Clan Mountain Fist. Wife of Urgast Kal, 1139th War Chief of Clan Mountain Fist, and mother of Vargas Junk Punch of the Very Capable Four 
I commit your mortal remains to the earth and pray your spirit finds its place among the gods and the ancestors of our clans. He steps up to the body, takes the item clasped in her hands, and replaces it gently with the lit torch. The kerosene-soaked robes immediately burst into flame, and it starts licking its way down the equally soaked wooden cloth. He turns back to Deskimbron. Let the tent burn with her. Pack what other gear you have and be ready to leave by nightfall. The bird chirps again and he looks down at it and softly smiles. And get me a quill and some paper. I have a letter to write. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that's going to go through your stuff and take all those dead bodies you've been collecting. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Hey. Some pre-clap banter now has me thinking, is there a correlation between a strong clap and a good show? Let's find out. Can we run that data? We're going to have to go back and check the tape on all of our good episodes and see how the clap was. It's fair, but as a friendly reminder to all those statistics, hungry folk, correlation does not equal causation, though. It's true. Absolutely. We're just sussing out the first part of that very important scientific maxim. Because although we are against the machine, we aren't against coming up with a predictive model to, to help guide us in creating better episodes. <laughs> But strictly on paper, I think, is the key. Oh, no, yeah. No machine's more complicated than a pencil. Maybe I mean, an abacus. Maybe. Maybe. Machines could never write better banter than this. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. What if it's one of those, like, really weird pencils that have, like, buttons and stuff all over them? I'm here, too. <laughs> So let's see, what happened last time? No time has passed, but um, previously the party had cleared out the top two floors of the tower um, and found just a huge pile of stuff, both magical and technological. So they spent some time identifying uh, the loot and sort of figuring out who got what. And then they made their way all the way down stairs after stairs after stairs to the basement where they ran into Nick Shariel, Garmin Ulrath's old employee, along with Alaris, the um, technically spy from Idenvey, who, if you remember, wasn't fond of you all, uh, but she'd also been transformed into an Apostle Chitin. There was also one of those deformed androids identical to those you saw in the Wreck of the Aurora. Nick Shariel insisted that the body of an android uh, that had been here was property of the Technic League, and that she would take it from you. Uh, the party refused and tried to convince her that they didn't have it, but she didn't believe them. And then Alwyn started a fight. 
Uh, that fight's gone pretty well for our hero so far, since um, Alwyn then dropped Nick Sharrow and Alaris in a pit, where they've remained taking their lumps and mostly unable to harm the party, mostly. And uh, the android also went down in the first round because everyone forgot that Kira was staggered, which is a shame. Um, but uh, that's where we are now. I don't have a note of what round it is. I think it's round the bottom of round three. It is Nick Shariel's turn. How are we feeling? Let's do it. Yeah. I just had two sticks of a churro Kit Kat. Frozen, of course, so feeling pretty good. All right. Murder this casino owner we haven't seen in three books. <laughs> I thought I was doing all right until I realized that Jeff's, like, doing all right is just leagues above my all right. So, yeah, I'm okay. Gonna have to go buy some Kit Kats, it sounds like. Uh, well, they're everywhere now. Although I haven't seen the churro variety. Me neither. Well, um, on Nick Shariel's turn, something happens that you can't see because you've all backed away from the pit that she's standing at the bottom, so you don't really have an angle to see her. But after that something happens, she says, I'll admit, I was not expecting to be dropped in a hole. This has been a frustrating development. Perhaps it would be best if we share the android. If you show it to me, allow me to inspect the body for a moment, unharassed. I don't even need to be alone for it. That's all I ask, and we can go our separate ways. And um, her turn ends. It's time for Brixby. Well, I wish I had a good sense motive, but I don't generally believe a disciple of pain at the bottom of a pit. Uh, as just a, I don't know if that was like Kipling or something. I don't. Um, we don't believe you. You can have the android we wrecked in the first six seconds. Rixby is going to. It's going to delay. All right. Uh, we're back around to Alan. Uh, Alwyn is, I guess, going to attempt a sense motive with his uh, amazing plus four. Uh, almost certainly not going to speak for either way, because like Percy said, uh, that is a 21. Uh, with a 21, it appears that she is indeed willing to simply inspect the android and walk away. I think he's honestly going to side with Bricks on it, even though, because really, like, he doesn't exactly have a moral center of his own, so he kind of relies on the rest of the party for this stuff. Uh, he is honestly just going to ready to cast a spell if uh, anything happens that, like, if she attempts to attack anyone else or anything in the party is all he's going to do with the rest of his turn. 
he's not even gonna say anything. He's just gonna kind of leave it up to the uh, ones who come next. All right, that brings us to Asher. Yeah, to continue the exciting radio, Asher is going to ready a single deadly aim shot uh, to hit either Nick Shariel or Ilaris Aleshi uh, should they uh, should enough of them appear to not have more than partial cover within 25 feet. I feel like that's a specific enough <laughs> trigger. Sure. Basically, if one of them peeks up above the thing. Um, Alright, well, that takes us to Alaris's turn. And um, let's just mark off a thingy. She casts a spell. You can't see her, so what does it matter? And um, that is Kira's turn. Kira, who is, by the way, enfeebled for six rounds. That is one thing that I do have in my notes. <laughs> yes, I recall. Uh, or, and I certainly recalled before you mentioned it in the chat earlier today, so don't even worry about that. Um, ready in action to shoot someone with the composite bow. I'm pretty sure that's the last weapon I head out. Um, if one of them gets too close to the edge, can I say the same thing as Asher? Right. We're just like less. I don't want to need to move. They move though. I'm All gonna. Right. I'm gonna shoot them. Well, that brings us back around yeah. to Nick Shariel. Now, remind me, did anyone actually say anything there? Bricks did. Bricks did. I think Bricks's was out loud. Yeah. Yeah, mine was out loud. That was like, no. He's going to say, uh, that is an unfortunate decision, but uh, I won't try to convince you a second time. And um, she casts some sort of spell. Her turn passes by, and um, it breaks peace up again. He waited a whole round. Okay, so Brixby is going to walk over to the android corpse. So that's going to involve uh, walking uh, just a couple squares to the west. And it's going to arm the grenade. And I would like to use sleight of hand to conceal the grenade somehow in the android. All right. Like in the mouth. Um, so I'm going to roll that if that is acceptable. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Pretty standard action to be stashing. And what else is that skill for? Right? Yeah. So that's a 24 for grenade concealment in the android corpse. Okay. And uh, it's armed. So Brixby is, with his six words, going to just look at Alowin and everyone else. Uh, I guess Alowin immediately to their left, but I guess everyone else in the party and be like, and what I'm doing for the people that are at home and obviously not in the Skype call. So Izzy, 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 myself, Sam. Jiro and Jeff, I'm making the here to there hand motions. Put it in the hole. And that is my turn. Alright. Back up to Alowin. Alowin then drags the uh, 
android body up to the edge of the hole, which unfortunately I'm going to have to make a roll for that. And he says, it's very heavy. Asher, can you help me push it the rest of the way in? And he will make his roll and get a 21 on that. And Asher. Oh, yes, I'm happy to get this android down there. I hope you enjoy studying her. And then Asher will shove and, or I guess drag, so he'll have to move along with it. Uh, He said as a standard. And then he could presumably five foot step right back to where he was and not be against the pit. Cool. Then yeah, I'd do that. Alright, you dump the android body in the pit, and um, that brings us back around to Alaris's turn. I think Alaris is smart enough to know when the android falls in that that is not the droids we are looking for. So she is going to open up her mouth and begin praying to Sugraz, the voice and screams. As a full round action, I will need a will save from each member of the party. No. Certainly not. Is this a spell or spell-like ability? It is a supernatural ability. I hate that. I hate that for us. Alright, so what did uh, Brixby get? He rolled an 18 for a 26. Not too bad. How about Kira in the same square? 11 for a 23. All right, pretty good. How about Asher? Uh, decidedly less good with a total of a 15. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. And Alwyn to the south. Uh, Alwyn somehow rolled his third 21 of the night with three different bonuses for the rolls, <laughs> so he's a little weirded out, uh, or at least his player is, but hopefully that's high enough. That's impressive. So, here's what happens. Um, Alwyn, Brixby, and Kira all take 13 non-lethal damage. Asher takes 26 non-lethal damage. Uh, is currently and also uh, two bleed damage and is staggered for the next round. Just a fun little non-lethally do there. That was a full round action, so of course her turn is over. Neat. Kira's up. Well, it was gonna be nice and just, you know, wait for secret things to happen. Uh, but then she continued trying to hurt friends, so uh, guess I'll step. <laughs> and slide over two squares and see if that gets me a little better angle on them. Here I go. Next to Asher. Um, An attempt to composite bow. We um, just attacked. Oh, that was Alaris that just attacked. Alaris, yes, great. All right, let's see how this goes. That's an 18 plus a 13, or wait for it, 
535? 8 plus 3? Yeah, something like that. Are you standing, like, at the edge of the pit, or...? I'm standing. I don't think you can see him unless you're at the lip of the pit, basically, because they're 30 feet All right, straight. That's you might fine. need to be next to Alowen. Yeah. All right, I'll, that's that's fine. I can make that happen. Um, okay, what was the attack roll? Uh, 18 plus 13. 35? Um, yeah, that'll hit. My 1d8. Uh, six points of piercing damage. Yeah. Alright. Shooting stuff. Yeah, that hurts her. Uh, and we'll add. Great, great. Glad. We we're gonna make a deal. Why do you keep trying to hurt us? Um. That's my turn. Um. Can you make that reflex save for being right next to the. Pit? Oh, yeah, right. That's right. You're shooting for a 19. <gasps> it had to happen sometime. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I don't think anything can save this. This is fine. This is I want it to be in the pit the whole time, although maybe not right no, now. Not right now. Not not this. Are you moment. sure you want to be in the pit? Well, this this natural one says I don't have a choice. Oh. Oh no. Uh oh. Yeah. But hey, those six points of damage, <laughs> she's gonna feel that. Well, somebody's gonna feel something. I'm unconcerned. I'm Great blood rager. I've got hit points for days. This is fine. That's good. I'm proud of you for having so many hit points. Now, Nixariel is um, up next. She's very happy to see new company in the, the pit. Um, so much so that she's not thinking about any bombs hidden in any bodies because, you know. Kira has fallen down. Oh, wait. Uh, 3d6 falling damage for Kira. Oh, yeah. Um, Dro, you want to roll that? Or you want me to roll it? Or Izzy roll it? I don't care who rolls it. Make me roll damage against Kira. I can roll it. I'll be the bad guy. As oh, well, you should be. 9, 12 falling damage. 12 non-lethal falling damage. Don't worry. You're not even going to care about that 12 damage in a moment. I never care about 12 damage. Don't mock me. <laughs> Nixariel sees um, Kira lying on top of the dead android in front of her. And she says, I believe I mentioned earlier that I'm extremely good at harming people. And she's going to reach out and try to touch you. Um, so... Oh, I hope that's not literal. Uh, that is a... Where is it? That is a 21 to touch. Uh, that'll beat my 11. Alright. This is a pretty important blur roll right here. Let me just find my other half of my D100. A 94 on the blur. So, how many hit points does Kira have right now? Um, well, 121, but also I have 53 non-lethal. Uh, so, Can I why don't that? you make that will save? I'd love to. That's pretty important. Not awesome, but, uh, 21. 
A 21 will fail. That's still not dead. Kira now has one hit point. One? But all but also the non-lethal renders her unconscious as her entire body explodes in unbelievable pain as a huge volume of negative energy has been pumped into her as Nixariel has just cast harm on you. That's so many hit points, Sam. That's that's so many hit points. Now, the, the thing about this is um, that normally you would fall unconscious when your non-lethal total is greater than your remaining hit points, but due to the nature of Alaris's agonizing prayer that she has been delivering this non-lethal damage with, um, you don't fall unconscious, but rather fall helpless into a sort of conscious but immobile state where you can see, you can hear, and you can most certainly feel this pain, but you can't do anything else. It was so cocky with my 121 hit points. And now I feel bad. Well, um, everyone's about to feel bad because it's Brixby's turn, which I think means a grenade explodes. Yeah. That's a DC 15 reflex save. I can't, but that's, I just, yeah. I'm not sure how it works. I think you still make saves when you're unconscious, and this is effectively unconscious, just flavored differently. (laughs) Is it helpless mechanically helpless or is it mechanically it's basically exactly the same as unconscious except that you can see and hear okay unconscious you still get a reflex save because that's one of those things that i always thought was kind of dumb no it's great make a reflex save yeah beat a dc 15 reflex save i'm gonna use a different die i'm gonna use i'm gonna roll over here so I'm gonna put my I'm, hold on. I'm putting my sky metal. I don't care. I'm putting <laughs> my sky metal on this. So let's take that off. All right. And, All right. Um, Reflex save. What'd you get? Oh, 27. That's pretty good. Um, Alaris gets a 23. I believe that's a pass for her. And little Nikki. Excellent movie. Uh, 17. Uh, it still passes. DC 15. All right. All right. So everybody is taking, uh, so half rounded down, 10, which would put our here at a respectable negative nine, which is not dead. Yeah. We did it, team. Solid. Way to go. go. Team. I was literally about to <laughs> barf. The people on the call, I was like <laughs> holding in the nervous barf. Yeah. That was like... And it was a great move. Oh, I can say it. Cut out me complimenting you. I'm, I'm editing this episode. <laughs> um, when that grenade goes off, I'm just going to, for no important reason, make a concentration check. Um, I passed that, so just making a note. And um, yeah, Brixby, it's your turn. Oh. Kira, are you okay? So Brixby runs the five foot steps to the edge. Um, looks down. Somehow maybe discerns that Kira is not like dead dead, but is just down. Um, but the net result is going to be the same. Um, 
he is going to uh, fire a scorchy, scorchy doodle at uh, old No Boots. Uh, just one second here. That is a 15 versus touch. It's <laughs> a 12 versus touch. Oh, one hit, one miss. Alrighty. Old Zaleshadu is going to get this, but I also am going to apply my impromptu sneak attack. So, which I need to do more. So that is going to be 16 points of fire damage, 17 points of sneak attack damage. It's old, no boots. Uh, no boots doesn't like that. She's actually looking pretty hurt now. Um, while we're on the subject of people being pretty hurt, you might want to also make that reflex save. Oh, so you're yeah, next to the totally. Pit. Come on, Bricksbow. Don't fall in the pit. It's a 16, Sam, on the die for a 26. Oh, I'm... All right. Uh, that's, that's a little bit of that radio drama for the people that aren't in our uh, Roll20. Just that half so, beat. It's a radio drama for people who are in the Roll20, too, if they forget to look at Zach's roll on the screen. But yeah, no, Bricksbow is fine. I mean, I got Boots of the Cat, and that really wouldn't help. But I got him. But I got him. That cat got what was coming to them, too. That's the end of my turn. All right, Alwyn. Uh, Alwyn is going to look down into the pit and see all of these horrible enemies. By all of these, I mean two. And Kira, uh, he's tried a couple of spells against these guys. He knows that they seem to be good at, uh, passing his saves so he's going to try something a little different than he did last time and he is going to at the bottom of that pit uh, fill the entire 10 foot square at the bottom in a sudden puff of glitter and I need a con save from both of them alright fortitude save <laughs> um is that an enchantment uh, glitter dust is a... I think it's conjuration. No, it's it does. Conjuration. Uh, conjuration. Okay. So 20 from Alaris. All right, that's a pass. And uh, 31 from Nick Shariel. <laughs> they have such high saves. Yeah, they both pass, so they are covered in glitter. Uh, that's something that'll be fun for Kira to wake up to at oh, least. Oh, they look uh, so festive. But now. neither one of them is blinded. <laughs> And then he is going to take a five-foot step back. Hmm. I'm uh, covering up Nick Shariel's token with the one I'm... Oh, okay, I thought you were summoning another enemy. For the people at home, uh, a fourth token appeared in the pit <laughs> in an empty spot. It was not a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, he ends his turn by taking a five-foot step back so that he does not fall into the pit. All right. Do you think the glitter really adheres with the recently exploded android that like, <laughs> happened just before that? I can only imagine everybody is covered in like pieces, and then Alwyn has just made them all gold-dusted mm -hmm. as well, well. all the tiny like circuit board traces were already all over everything, So, and all that goop yeah, that's, that, that's inside them, so it's 
it's a mess. It's a real mess down there. But a festive mess. And now it's Asher's festive mess to deal with. Ah, uh, yes. Asher's festive mess, as we all recall, is the name of the animated short film holiday special that took place between books one and two. Uh, back us on Patreon uh, to watch that beautiful gem. It doesn't exist. Uh, Asher is staggered and bleeding. Uh, so he can only do a, a standard action or a move action. But if I recall, I could still perhaps do a five foot step and a swift action and a standard action. I just can't do a full attack or a move. Right. Five foot's a free one. Sweet. Asher's going to five foot step so that he can see Nick Shariel notice that her token looks even cooler than it did before. Uh, and <laughs> Asher will uh, glare at Nick Shariel, who just took his companion unconscious and will vindictively smite her and then fire a single deadly aim shot. Low, low, low. Uh, that is still good. Uh, it's still gonna be a 22 to hit touch. But yeah. 22 will sad still number anyway touch. on the dice. Uh, and then uh, because she knocked his companion unconscious, the first attack will be two points per paladin level. So here comes a d8 plus uh, 14. And uh, in true fashion, that's a one on the d8. So 15 points of piercing and bludgeoning damage does not bypass dr automatically if it would apply. should make a reflex save. You should do that. That is important. Uh, 21 total, so beat that 19. Oh, it's remarkably close. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Olaris has taken a beating here. She has... She's had better days. None of them involved um, encountering all of you, but, you know, she looks hurt, and her body is already kind of knitting itself back together um, anyways as she regenerates. But uh, she's going to um, she's gonna keep going with that agonizing prayer. I'm going to need will saves from the conscious members of the party. The will save, you say? Say, uh, 27. So 25. And uh, how about Alowin? Uh, Alowin got a uh, whopping 14. All right. So Alowin failed, and uh, Brixby and Asher have passed. So let me just roll my large number of dice here. Uh, that is going to be 14 damage for 14 non-lethal damage for Brixby and Asher. And uh, 29 non-lethal damage for Alowin, who is also staggered for one round, and uh, takes four bleed damage. So Asher did take his two bleed. I tracked that. Uh, 
And with that non-lethal, now has more non-lethal than he had remaining hit points. So Asher falls unconscious. Probably into the pit, right? right? It's the only thing that makes sense. Well, you can still make reflex saves when unconscious, <laughs> so... <laughs> You'll fall into the pit soon. Okay. I turned his token comically upside down to indicate that he's unconscious. It's going great, fam. Alright, um, Kira, I believe with your Raging Vitality, you do heal 1 HP. But that's two HP. not enough to... 2 HP? Yeah. Well, that's not 10. Oof. It does mean at least she's not considered dying. So that's good. <laughs> she's not considered dying. She looks real rough. Looks real rough. Looks at about a minus seven HP there. Not including non-lethal. Not too bad. Um, let's see. It's Nick Sherrill's turn, and um, she is looking rather pleased with herself as Kira's unconscious at the bottom of the pit, and um, Asher is un- unconscious on top of the pit. She looks up at Brixby and Alowin and says, You can give me the body now. You can give up. Take your friends. I do not want to kill you. I believe I've been clear on that. And, um, she's just gonna cast a little Curie-do on herself and knit herself back together a little bit. And, um, it's back to Brixby's turn. Ugh. Um, okay, so Brixby is going to look down in the pit at Nixariel, healing. So, Zaleshi looks rough, right? Yeah. That is the, the consensus. Where Nixariel, I mean, I know Kaiden's on a scale of <laughs> intentionally wounded to unintentionally wounded. She's looking less rough. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that since you can see her now, it looks like she's basically been spending the rounds where you haven't been able to see her just healing herself right that's fair okay so Brixby's gonna uh, look at Nishariel and say do not accept your record and alright so that is a 22 versus touch against Zaleshi and a 13 versus touch against Zaleshi Uh, that's one hit alrighty and that is 12 points of fire damage. All right. She's still up. All right. Well, five footstep uh, away um, behind Asher, and it's going to be the end of my turn. All right. Alowin. Uh, Alowin is going to use his uh, single action that he gets because he's staggered to cast Cure Critical Wounds on Asher. Uh, so that is 4d8 plus one per caster level, so 4d8 plus seven. Let me just do that in here because I only have 3d8s. Uh, so that is 34 points of healing to Ash. Whoa. Thank you. So that stops his bleed. That's a lot of healing. And. And that will be his turn because he's staggered and can't do anything else. All right. Um, Asher, you're lying on the floor. I assume conscious. Yeah, but not conscious, bleeding. not bleeding. Nearly all non lethal gone. Uh, and 
Uh, so, Astro fell unconscious, right? Talk me through this, Sam. If hypothetically a martial character was wielding a one-armed, one-handed firearm in each hand and went unconscious at the edge of a pit, how do you want to rule where said uh, martial character's <laughs> weapons lie in you know, relation to said pit? Um, I think we're gonna do. We're gonna have to do a luck roll for each of the two uh, guns. So, uh, so just roll like a fifty-fifty chance on a D one hundred. I'm gonna go for higher. If I roll a fifty-one or higher, uh, the the weapon is at you know within reach of Asher, not in the pit. 61 on the first one. Ah, yeah. Oh, 27 on the other. So, one revolver is in the pit, but uh, I'm confident it's the one that had adamantages, so at least he's got the one with mundane rounds. Love how that worked out. Uh... So, I'm writing that in my notes. Revolver with adamantine is in the pit. Uh, Asher will then get use a move action to pick up his revolver and then take a single Dudley aim shot. Uh, seeing that Alaris is almost down, uh, he'll try and knock her out, just like his mama said. Uh, that is uh, only a 15 against touch. Just barely gets it. Uh, that is 12 points of bloodening and piercing. So close. <laughs> so very close. But she's still up. And then I'll make another reflex save. This is a tough one. Oh no. Uh, it's 19, right? Uh oh. You sure it's not 15? Because that's what Asher rolled. 19, yeah. So I have good news, though. Uh oh. Now uh -oh. Asher will be able to reach his other revolver as he takes 3d6 points of fall damage. <laughs> You probably did that on like purpose, a real right? Hero. Oh, Ow. So that's nine falling damage. As Asher falls into the pile on top of Kira's unconscious body. Yeah, but Asher was already prone. So, joke's on you? And he swallowed a grenade on the way down. <laughs> we only have one play in the playbook. Before we get too far, um, we did do it in the chat, but we didn't do it out loud. Uh, Alwyn had four points of bleed damage at the end of his turn. Yep, and uh, because of all of the non-lethal he took, especially from failing that uh, one save and taking 29 points of non-lethal, he had been sitting at 2 HP, uh, so that four points of non-lethal, uh, I mean that four points of bleed 
put him down under, and he is now unconscious because of his uh, non-lethal. Ouch. And that brings us to Hilaris' turn. And Asher gets an up-close-and-personal view of her strange, like, almost dead-seeming flesh, like, knitting itself back together just a little bit as her wounds close a little bit and she looks a little bit less like she's about to keel over. And um, she's got like a, a sap in her hand and she's gonna smack Asher with it a couple times. So um, that is a 26 to hit. Yeah. Your prone AC. Uh, that's eight non-lethal damage. Only an 11 to hit your prone AC, I assume. Thankfully, even with that, my AC is reduced by 4. It still does not hit. Um, while you're down here in the pit, though, you do feel an almost palpable aura of just pure fear filling the bottom of this pit, and I do need you to make a will save. All right, that is a 20, dirty 20. So you're shaken. Not stirred. You are shaken for... A long time. All right. I've indicated that in my notes. Asher is shaken for a long time. (laughs) All right. Um, Kira, uh, healing a little bit more, but still unconscious. Nick Shariel, still at the bottom of the pit. Quite pleased with herself, of course. But let's see. What's she going to do here? She's just kind of waiting out this pit right now. She's waiting for whoever's still standing at the top I think she doesn't know when the pit ends so she's not going to hold her turn I guess she's going to draw her whip as a move action and just just for a little bit of fun try to give um, Asher a little a little lasher lasher for Asher Um, 24 to hit his prone AC uh, brutal, brutal one non-lethal damage. Uh, permanently. If only he wasn't shaken, yeah. that's how it works. That makes sense. The whip, if you're shaken, does yeah. 20 negative levels, I think, per damage. As one would always expect. Uh, so that brings us around to Brixby. You are the only one standing on the team. Not that you know that. You don't really know Asher's status, except that he fell in the pit. Brixby's going to go for a, a bold... Hail Desna. It's going to take uh, a stride action down to the bottom right corner of the pit. And so, Sam, if I were to use a line spell, would you rule that that would only hit McShariel or No Shoes, or would it hit both of them if it was a line spell? That's so the angle's so weird because it has to be really steep to get down the 30 feet. I guess we could say you can hit both of them from there. If you sort of... We'll say Alaris is tall enough that if you're aiming for low on Nick Shari, it'll cut through Alaris' square. Bless you, because the alternative is going <laughs> the other side and readying over and over until the pit is... <laughs> which is less good radio. So I need you to roll uh, reflex saves. Uh, Brixby is going to break the glass with the fur and cast lightning bolt into the pit. 
spell of desperation. All right, cracked die on Alaris's save. Bad save for Alaris. Uh, that is a 12. Oh, that's very much a fail. All right, Nick Shariel's reflex saves have been juiced by something. I can't tell you what right now, but a 21. Oh, yeah, I'm, that is, there's no way that's, that. yeah, no, I don't have that sort of saves. What sort of, who do you think I am? Alloin? Some kind of Alloin. <laughs> exactly. Do I even have one of those? Yeah, no, that's a DC uh, 18 in my reduced state. So that's fine, though, because I'm going to need... I'm going to need old Chanty McChanterson to take 35 points of electricity damage. That's so many. 17 for Nick Shariel. All right. And that's no nickname. non-trivial for a little Nicky. All right. How's her friend doing? Alaris goes down. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I just, I really want it to be a satisfying, torching, I'll put in like a Jacob's Ladder sound effect or something oh yeah she's just like smoke pouring out of the eyeballs like there we go way 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 negative Thank you. that's what the people want um which will bring us to oh reflex save for you come on in it's fine oh yeah yeah that, join that, us that, in the pit <laughs> no it's don't a pit invite, party don't, don't invite that into this uh so despite the bard Kid Rock instructing us to get in the pit and try to love someone, Rixby <laughs> is going to not do that by continuing to roll relatively high with a 16 for a 26. I'm also so sorry I just quoted him. It's a horrific, <laughs> horrific man. He's also True. a scald. Certainly not a bard. He inspires rage. All right, so you don't fall in the pit. That's the good news. The bad news is on Alwyn's turn, um, Alwyn, who is unconscious, it is gone, <laughs> um, and bleeding. The uh, yep. so make sure you take that four damage. Uh, the pit goes away, and um, the corpse of Alaris and the definitely not corpse of Nixariel are up on surface level once more. So she kind of very menacingly rises up to Brixby's eye level and then a little ways past unless he's are we launched into the air comically and have to take more falling damage because that'd be really bad for Kira oh absolutely you get thrown clear through the top of the tower (laughs) so um Asher you're up you are conscious prone on top of Kira on top of an exploded android corpse well Asher is going to uh, provoke some attacks of opportunity as he will do a rapid shot, full attack, deadly aim against his smote target. Uh, Swift action, of course, to focus said aim. Uh, uh, Let us, you know, fill her full of lead. Alright, she's gonna miss on that attack of opportunity. Um, I do need a will save out of Brixby now that she's in your face. Oh, what about seeing my face? Is this a spell or spell-like ability? This is a spell. Okay. Look at my face. 22. All right, you are not shaken. You're a little stirred. Yeah, always. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Now you may continue with your turn. <laughs> so we're looking at a dirty 20 as the lowest of the three against Touch AC. Um, then those will all hit Touch. I feel like I'm going to need a calculator for this. You and me both. Uh, so we're looking at 17 plus uh, 48, so 65 points of bludgeoning and piercing. Wow. I don't remember if she has DR or not, but you feel as, as though the shots don't cluster like they used to. Oof. Well, um, it all seems to go through and um, just absolutely harms her quite horribly. But she's still up. Uh, and from the ground, Asher uh, reloads for a free action, because he can. Alright. Alaris doesn't get a turn, um, but her smoldering corpse gets a little bit less smoldery. Um, Kira's unconscious and squished by Asher corpse gets a little bit less unconscious and squished by Asher. Let's see, what does Nick Sherrill want to do? She's finally on even ground. She sees two of you. She's quite hurt. She's quite badly hurt. Just check one thing, and by one thing, I mean I'm going to be looking at several spell descriptions right now. So I think what she is going to do, she is going to channel negative energy. And her channel is a little bit weird. It's not normal. She's going to target Asher specifically with this. You still, We still need will saves from everybody. But um, Asher is specifically targeted. So um, Alwyn is the furthest north. Uh, that's a very bad roll. Uh, that is an 11. Alright, that's a fail. And how about Asher as the target of the spell? Speaking of very bad rolls, that's a 12. That's also a fail. That's a big deal. How about uh, Kira? Sorry, I didn't know you also meant me. My bad. Okay, hang on. You said Will, right? 25. Alright, that's pretty good. And how about Brixby? 10. 10. Alright, so everyone is going to take 5 damage. Just 5. Um, Brixby is sickened. And um, Asher is sickened and nauseated. She uses Shaking some sort of extremely guys. painful variant channel. And, uh, Brixby. And um, Brixby, uh, you're it's, up. It's literally down to one last prepared damage dealing spell, which is his last Scorchy Doodle. He's going to passively vomit just a little <laughs> bit. Just not, He's not nauseated, so just a, a tiny bit. 
that he's going to extend his hand out. Actually, he's not. Still spell. He's just going to spend the whole time, and, and silent spell from tricky spells. He's going to spend the whole time vomiting. And um, with my reduced to hit, this is really looking nice. We got two wax at this, folks. That's an eight versus touch and a 14 versus touch. Those are both misses. Yep, that's it. I rolled a two and an eight, um, and that is Brixby's turn. Alan's over there bleeding. Asher, Asher, you're barfing. Yeah, Asher can take move actions, can which here? provoke uh, to like, stand up. Uh, so for now, he is just going to uh, <laughs> still provoke. Uh, let me see. It does that provoke to... Yep, it does provoke to pick up an item. So he's going to provoke either way, but hey, well, at least provoke by picking up his other revolver. Still prone, by the way. Uh, that is a 22. Yep. Whip me, Nikki. Uh, the massive two non-lethal damage. With the All right. She's very strong, is what we're saying. That's what I'm picking up. It's more, it's more insulting than anything, Oh, but that was your whole turn. <laughs> I mean, that's it. He's sickened, shaken, nauseated, prone. Basically yeah, living his best life. I was waiting for you life. to do something else, and then, yeah. Um, so, a little bit more knitting for Alaris, but she's got a long way to go. Uh, Kira might not even be negative anymore, but still unconscious. Well, remember how you just did damage to oh, us? Oh, yeah. It wasn't on purpose. So, no. I feel like that's a lie. But I will take two more points. I do this not all day, but for a while longer. All right. Well, this time, since Nick Sheriel doesn't want to kill anyone, she's going to selectively channel and only go for Asher and Brixby. But this time, Brixby is the target for the um, nauseation. I will need will saves. That is reduced by being sickened for those that are uh, checking that at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But it choose the 20. (laughs) For those at home, uh, Zach just rolled 11d20. And it was on roll 20. It's a little trick. That's how you do a warm up, because that's how I got that 17. For a 23. Well, thanks so that's to a pass. Zach mentioned the sickened, uh, which I believe does stack with shaken. Uh, so uh, another 12 for Asher, not to belabor it. My dice roll was higher, but my penalty was two. All right. All right. So the um, conditions, the good news is the conditions don't change on either of you this time. Um, Asher's still nauseated. Brixby's still sickened. You're still shaking. Uh, you both take 10 uh, non-lethal damage. Or, no, not non-lethal damage. 10 negative energy damage. And then Nick Shariel is just gonna just walk over to the other side of the room just to get a, a little bit more space between herself and all of you. That's her turn. Capital idea. 
Brixby is going to head to the five foot space right in front of Nicchariel, provoking. Whip me, Nikki, as the album, or sorry, as the app title goes. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Oh, no. <laughs> um, that is only a 13 on the uh, Whipperoo. That does not. That would be a crit fail in old second edition. So, uh, there is only a vocal component for this spell. Brixby, from his position, puts a hand on his friend Alwyn, puts a paw on the stack of Asher and Kira, and goes, you suck. And then dimension doors out to the front of the tower. Wow. PCs can do it too. What's the uh, will save to resist that? Uh, it, it, the will save to resist that, if you do want to know, is, is 19. Does that mean Asher is attempting to resist? Yeah, but I rolled actually a... And I rolled a good enough will save to successfully linger. Finally, wow. I rolled a natural 16. Wow. She, she moved out of range, man. Uh, of provoking, presumably. We could still take her down. Um, okay, well, I can't stop. Is the thing like if someone doesn't go for yeah. it? I don't know. I've already cast the spell, so yeah. I mean, we're I I take Alowen and Kira out of there. Because right. I mean, I have I've got five hit points. If she nauseates me or takes me down, there's no way we're getting out of here. So. You know, so um, I Brixby is is acting on the I'm not letting anybody else die. So if you want to stay, you can stay. But just just letting you know that the spell has to go off. So I'm taking him out. No, I, Asher knows that. He's been DD'd a couple times. So How long does uh, nauseated last? <laughs> <laughs> um, not that you would know this, but it's four rounds. All right. Um, so in the next second. Brixby, Alwyn, and Kira are all gone. And um, it's Asher, it's Nick Shariel, and it's several bodies in the room. It's Asher's turn. You're standing, you're barfing, and you're alone. No, so. Of your own volition. Of his own volition. Asher was not standing, still prone. But now oh. <laughs> he will <laughs> stand. And she just whipped, so even if she has rain, uh, enough reach, she can't... Uh, yeah, she already did it the once. Maybe she has combat reflexes, although she would have tried to... Maybe. Potentially attack him multiple times during his full attack. So Asher stands to his feet, and he can only take that move action. But the person with the bag of holding is gone. Presumably, Asher's not concealing Cassandali in his backpack. She says she doesn't want to kill us, so Asher just stares at her and says, Just that. Well. And he kind of spits a little blood. If hypothetically we had Cassandali with us, she's not here in this room anymore. He said. You don't want to kill anybody? Ball's in your court. That's his turn. And as it comes back around to her turn, 
And she's just standing there watching Asher, knowing that he's going to regain his faculty soon enough. She's just going to say, I don't want to kill any of you, but exceptions can always be made. And uh, she is going to cast a spell on Asher. I need a fortitude save. That is not the number I wanted to see on the dice, uh, because it was a two. And with the shaken and sickened penalties, that brings me to a total of an eight. Does an eight save, Sam? It doesn't. So, what happens here is Asher takes four points of constitution damage as his skin starts to split and loosen like it's rejecting his body. And, I mean, this has got to feel quite awful. But after she casts the spell, she's just going to walk past Asher and um, stand next to Valeris. Why don't we take a moment for Brixby outside the, the tower with your crew? I think like Brixby is going to immediately notice that Asher isn't there and both of them are down, uh, his compatriots. So I think the first thing that Brixby is going to do, shoot, I don't even think I have the expired space drugs anymore. Is that on you, Alowen? Uh, no. I guess I, I must. I must still have them. I... The only uh, healing stuff I have, I have a couple of scrolls, and I have my, the wand of cure serious wounds that we got off one of the guys here. Oh, you have that wand? Where is? Is it like? Is it in your? It's not in my wand sheath. It's in my uh, belt pouch because I sheathed the uh, lightning bolts and the gust of wind, the ones that are like more useful in combat. Okay, I, I definitely still have, um, even though I have a decent used magic device, I'd rather, I'm just going to pull out the expired space drugs that's a full round action. And that brings us back around to Asher's turn. Are you still conscious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, less constitutinous, as the technical term is, but still conscious. And he he looks at her with his eyes his face is, you know, getting more gaunt as the life force has kind of receded from him. Uh, but he he asks her just a single word to start with. He says, why? Why do you want the body of a dead android? Of what use is a corpse to the Technic League? And, uh, He's still uh, nauseated for at least this round. I think it might be the last round. Uh, so he can't even make a diplomacy roll as a standard action. Uh, but he will as drop the second revolver that he picked up as a free action and draw out his own healing nanite gun with his move action so that he's got a healing gun in one hand and a revolver in the other as if to say he can do this all day. Um, 
At the end of Asher's turn, he takes one more constitution damage. That sucks. As his um, skin literally falls off, revealing the musculature. Um, yeah, it, it's super, super gross. <laughs> um, and while you don't have skin, you have a minus four penalty against diseases, pain effects, poison effects, and to every charisma-based skill check with the exception of intimidate and use magic device. Um, however, the magical effect that was making your skin fall off seems to have ebbed. So that's the good news. Um, the bad news is <laughs> she's still in the room with you and uh, she's just gonna reach out and touch you. And as she does, she says, this creature stole something from someone very powerful. I'm simply trying to right a wrong here. And um, that is a 28 to touch, Asher. Yeah, I'll touch. Uh, you have a will save. Oh, cool. Is this one of those things that will cause me to take a penalty from being skinless? Um, no, because it's a will save. Oh, man. The only successful will save was to stay behind. It's just been trash. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, low. It's enough. It's the number of the night. It's a 12. Even though my number is, I've rolled higher and higher. I'm still getting 12s. Well, Asher takes... Uh, 25 negative energy damage as she hits him with a um, inflict serious wounds. Yeah, he drops. He's unconscious. And um, we fade to black on the inside of the tower and we are out of initiative. What's going on outside that tower? Uh, so Brixby is just going to, I mean, he is like stressing dropping the gun and it's gonna uh looking at both of them like big stuff owl and big stuff alwyn it's like um and then puts it into big stuff um so heals big stuff i only have a nanite a brown nanite hypo gun so that is only going to be like 1d8 plus something probably plus one yes i'll take it that's eight points of healing, hey. almost max. As long as she stays raging, she is currently conscious. Is this one where you have the time worn effect on the table? Uh, it was. I thought it was the only the first time that it was used, right? Oh, okay. And the last time it was used. Now, for pharmaceuticals, it's every time you get a roll, but you do get to roll twice. I do. So it could be even better. It could be. Oh, wait. No, I forgot about non-lethal damage. Never mind. Uh, 45 and a 55. Uh, so, yeah, the 45 is... Looks like the 45 is your better result, which basically is Kira only gets half of that. Okay, so you get four. Four hit points. Four. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Izzy speaking, because Kira's <laughs> unconscious. Um... So I think, like, we're not really in rounds anymore, because uh, 
you know, combat's over. Um, and Asher is, like, able to perceive around him because his non-lethal damage was from that oration. So he basically sees Nick Shario um, pick up Alaris or help her to her feet as she slowly starts to regain consciousness. And they just walk out of the room and they leave him there in a pile of his own skin. And um, the next thing he knows, they're gone. Now, the party has no idea what's happened other than that Asher stayed behind. So let's see what's, what's happening out there as uh, Brixby's attempting to bring everybody back to consciousness. Yeah, I mean, he only has one dimension door. Um, he already used his arcane bond. He has no way of getting back in. And there was no return plan. So even if he started running at full speed, he wouldn't be able to get downstairs for 20-something rounds, right? Like, I have a 20-foot move speed. So, I mean, it, it's not what he wants to do. And part of me wants to really just run headlong into the tower, but I think he's going to try to bring at least... He, uh, like Al, he's going to try Alwyn since that didn't immediately bring Kira up because he doesn't know um, he doesn't know if like something's wrong with Kira so he's going to move on to Alwyn yeah. and he's going he's gonna to try again so I'll roll the um, the time worn first so that's a 59 and a 59 which is very weird <laughs> normal effect uh, but I uh, need a fortitude save from Alwyn right, so, and that's only two two healing okay. for you So that is a 14 on the die for my fort, so that is a 19. Um, well, you pass the save, so you take one point of constitution damage from this healing. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Have I, am I still bleeding up until this point now that the guns healed me? I'm not. But was I bleeding for, like, those last three rounds of um, the fight? Yes, you were. Remember, when you heal, you heal non-lethal and lethal at the same time. And lethal, Yeah. Uh, Hero Lab does both. Fancy Hero Lab. Showing off. <laughs> and I'm down to only 56 <laughs> non-lethal damage. <laughs> but at least I'm not bleeding. Alright, so, I mean, theoretically, it, it takes <laughs> a minute for Brixby to get you guys up. Yeah, once... If he focuses on me while Kira Rage heals herself, once I'm up, I can start healing with That's my the stuff. thought. As I think he gets it, he gets Alwyn up, and you know the idea is basically as soon as Kira's up, he's like, like pretty much as soon people can heal as they're running, but as soon as everybody is up and aware, Brixby is now gonna run into the tower. For I, I guess like maybe I should roll for as long as it takes to bring Alwyn up, right? Okay. Yeah, just let me know mm. how many rolls that is, yeah. and I can. How many round, Yeah, how many rolls that is, and then you can see how many rounds of rage is. And don't forget, you're healing two points right, of so rage, too. That is a 100 and a 3. Well, the 100 counts as um, two doses, and um, you can re-roll any ones on the healing. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, no, there is no one to re-roll. Nice. So, yeah, so, like, it, it doubles... Or when you say... Uh, like, you get 2d8. Oh, instead. okay. So I'll just do another d8. Um, 
That's two D eight plus two instead of one D eight plus yeah. one. Whatever. Well, yeah, that was at the the five plus one above was one of those. So I will add this. Yeah. So six. Six and, and four. So ten. You still down? Uh, I am up All by right, one cool. point. Doctor, heal thyself. <laughs> Forty-seven HP, forty-six non-lethal. Yep. Okay, so uh, he will on his turn immediately sit up. I'm assuming in the six seconds of that. <laughs> uh, Brooksy tells him heal Kira, and he will reach over next to him, cast a cure serious on Kira. That is twenty-eight points of healing for Kira. Wait, Oh, hang on. Twenty-eight. You said? Twenty-eight. One more. Um, nope, I'm good. Actually, I you got got more? four HP. Oh. <laughs> we're good. This we, is fine. We can get you while yeah. we're running or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. We'll, I'll do the rest off camera. I just wanted to make sure you weren't gonna die before we were out of rounds because I can also do. I know I have a little bit of uh, stat damage, and if anybody else has stat damage, I can cure that with Lester Restorations. And we can do all that off camera too. Uh, if anybody has drain, that needs diamond dust, which we don't have, yeah. but I can do any damage. No, just the negative level for me. Yeah. Alright, so we're running back in. Yep. yep. Running. I'm I take time to cast the discs so I can stay up with them. Alright, and and as you come in like the tower seems the same as it has been i mean everything i think is probably like in this heightened state of adrenaline right now like they're still kind of buzzing in your ears from uh whatever that oration was and like the fear aura like that was digging into you and just like all these horrible pain effects and just being unconscious and not knowing what's going on with asher but nothing gets in your way on the way up, nor on the way back down. It, it takes a little while because you got to run up like six floors and then you got to run down like ten floors, basically. Then you're in the basement. And run straight to Asher. Nothing gets in your way. No sign of Nick Shariel. No sign of Alaris's body. Just Asher lying on the ground eyes open his skin pooled around him like it's it's still probably caught in his clothing but separated from his body so it's just the most gruesome sight yeah (laughs) ew (laughs) that's not a king game we don't say we all run downstairs like ooh I don't know if I want to touch him. Who's going to get that? Did we say was Asher's thing... I guess we'd have to, for us to know, we'd have to make like a medicine roll or something. Was his stuff damage or drain? It was damage. Damage? Okay, so I can heal that, but I would try to like heal him him first. Yeah, we got to get the whole... Yeah, hopefully... I'm hoping... I keep comparing this. There's a monster ability called Flay that is what I thought you did at first. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know there was a spell version of this. 
but I that's clearly not what this is, and I'm so confused as to how we fix there, this. There's like literally like a spell. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like unlock skin or something like that, and it's straight up yeah. just like... Yeah, I'm assuming that's what this is. Yeah. I thought at first this was flay, which is like the round yeah, the, after it, your skin comes off, you just permanently does. die. Yeah. And even if you get like resurrected, you have to have your skin put back on you. you yeah, you need to be back. like miracled or something. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Luckily not that brutal. <laughs> Uh, so he is going to... I'm out of uh, that one, but I do have my Cure Sirius. Uh, he is going to do... Ooh, wow, that was a good roll. Uh, 26 points of healing to Asher. Yeah, that wipes all of his non-lethal and brings him up to a robust 28. Does he have skin? No, the um, skin is still off. Still okay, off. In that case, I yeah, I am going to do a uh, lesser rest, which is one d four points of ability damage. So I've already been rolling in here. I'm going to keep rolling in here. Uh, ooh, hey, that is a four. Uh, regain four uh, con damage. So um, the skin that fell off of Asher is still definitely off of him and is just basically like a dead Asher-shaped husk, but he is growing new skin underneath, so I mean, he's kind of in a state right now where you're gonna have to cut him out of an Asher cocoon. Oh, is he a gross. butterfly? Oh, it's just a moth. Just Everything is a moth in, in this AP now. Long dreamers, like I'm sorry, I laid eggs inside your cowboy friend. Oh, there we go. Uh, heal four more points of con. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most specific sticker in Kira's book. <laughs> I need to roll a more twenty and roll twenty more often. I know, yeah, it's loving you. Like max you. rolls yeah, on that die in a row. Look at all those green numbers. Um, uh, so that was another four points of con healing, which. I think that's everything she did to you, but I don't remember if you had earlier damage before that or not. No, he is the most constitutinous person wearing the this former shell. Um, yeah, with the removal of the last of the con damage, um, Asher's fresh new skin has grown on his body, and the the minus four against diseases, pain, poison, and charisma base checks is gone. Um, he's conscious. He's still lying in a weird skin puddle with glitter and robot guts. And we're st you're still looking at a teammate who just chose to stay behind. Yeah, I'm what did Bricks shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Night, Sam. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Asher Sate Skidsack.
Fraud Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods of Enterpath are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Okay. I forgot the Kira gets a will save for harm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, sweet. Um, well, I'll cut. I'll cut that in. Like I'll pop it before the the plippy plops. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. No. No worries. Uh, oh, oh. Just a second. Pause for cat. It's old new bo- No boots. No boots. I'm gonna edit that so I sound coherent here's my voice there it is here another thing <laughs>